You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm in Bristol, and I'm joined by Joe Wood in Kent. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm great, Zoe. You? I'm okay. It feels like ages since we've recorded an actual proper podcast. We've been we did our boot camp the week before last, and this is the first time we've introduced it as a podcast for a really long time. I know it's been um, like we've been out of the out of the group, and we hope everyone's still listening and still you know come come on and um, ask questions and get involved, just like you did in the boot camp, because uh, we still want that involvement and your interaction. Absolutely. And today we're really excited to be joined by Rachel Martin. Rachel is uh, from a company called Strivex and Rachel also is the founder of the brand Accountant She. And Rachel's going to come and talk to us about finding clients on Instagram. Um, Hi, Rachel. How are you? Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I got um, invited into your Facebook group just ahead of the boot camp. So I've seen it all kicking off. I've seen people come and introduce themselves for the first time and it's a really big deal actually I think a a lot of people don't give that enough credit like you see people chatting away on their Instagram stories and on Facebook all the time and to do it for the first time is such a big deal so it's actually really special to be in that group and to be a part of people like doing that for the first time um but that was a lovely introduction yeah thank you so much for having me I'm really excited to be here Oh, it's absolutely our pleasure, and um, and it's really it's really interesting what you said about people introducing themselves for the for the first time because I think we're in the kind of profession where we don't always like to get ourselves out there, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to have a chat with you today because what you're doing on Instagram is really amazing. Um, I wondered, do you want to start by telling us a bit of your background and what uh, about the difference between Accountant She and Strivex and what you do at the moment? Yeah, of course, I'd love to. Um, So Strivex is the limited company and it's the big um, accountancy practice that I run with my life partner and my business partner, James. So we're engaged to be married. We're currently planning our wedding. And um, James actually founded Strivex from client one all the way up to we're now at 205, 206 today. Um, So James started it from literally ground zero all the way up. And then we decided to go into business together. Um, We met at work obviously, because accountants don't really have much for social life and we all meet at work. So we um, we met at work and so we were both already uh, qualified accountants. So we decided to go into business together. And when we reviewed, when we sat down on literally on our kitchen dining room table and we reviewed James's portfolio, it was all middle-aged blokes. <laughs> and I, I do think inherently as humans, we do sort of attract people that are very similar to us, um, whether that be personality type or a demographical point of view like it kind of happens naturally without you kind of trying to um yeah and at the same time I'm currently studying a master's degree an MBA so I've been learning so much about how to market things and how to put yourself out there and how to analyze gaps in in the market and by by look at, looking at James's current portfolio and looking at what's happening in the wider industry especially during the pandemic we saw a really really big need for Um, female business owners to have somebody that they related to and I think wider than that outside of business it was actually for me as a young adult I didn't go to university I did an apprenticeship and trained all the way up to now being able to do my master's degree because I have an accounting qualification and for me there was no one that I could relate to when I was a young adult wanting to pursue a career in accountancy so a really big part of it for me is being able to be somebody that other people have to look up to and, and to be the person that I didn't have 
um, when I was when I was growing up. And coming back to the bit about um, it being really difficult to introduce yourself. So within my MBA, we did we did um, a behavior, which is um, like a psychology module. And you have to do a lot of personality tests and a shock. It said, you're a massive introvert. And uh, ISTJ, which is an introvert personality type, is actually when you do that, it tells you that you should become an accountant. And so I think there's definitely a strong sense of introverts within the accounting industry for a couple of different reasons. I think the format and the structure and being able to hide behind a computer is something that we all really like. And the TED talk that I'm doing next month is actually all about how to leverage being an introvert in a business environment because people always told me like, oh, you're quite a, I really like to be liked. I'm a very like people pleaser. And and people always told me like, you'd never do well in business. You'd never be able, like you have to be ruthless to run a business. You'll never build a business. A, from being an introvert and B, from trying to be a really good person and actually welcome to my TED talk because uh, <laughs> my TED talk's literally about how to leverage being an introvert and to, to make sure you can use that to your advantage and, and build a business. So that was the longest introduction ever, but that's a little bit about wow. how the brands work together. Talk about like nailing your introduction <laughs> and, your, and your elevator pitch. I mean, wow, what an intro- You've managed to get into that so much, all about your qualifications, but also your passion. And I just absolutely love that. And I completely get that, that there I have, and I think Zoe has, and you have kind of started to become the person that we wish was out there when we were starting out in business or starting out in our careers because we didn't have anyone to look up to. It was all men in their 50s and 60s that were the ones that were the partners and there was yeah. I did there was no female partners in the firms that I worked for and uh, yeah and I didn't have anyone to look up to and so I, I absolutely love that you're like so we have a very know, special word for um like what people think an accountant is and like the stereotypes so we call them stale pale males <laughs> <laughs> and so, that's what people think an accountant is and to actually I know we're all on LinkedIn. Every accountant on LinkedIn is saying like, I'm smashing a stereotype. And actually I'm not, I'm just trying to be a nice person and bring some energy and show young people being an accountant isn't what you think it is. Like all I get to do all day is do really cool things like this. I get to speak to business owners. Like we have a client that's going on Dragon's Den. We act for a boy band. I work with influencers. Accountancy isn't what you think it is. And I used to be at home getting the AAT magazine each month and reading through it. And then if you said within three years, you'll be on the cover of that magazine and like people will be able to see you on that. And it's just me and Carl Reader like propped up against a bar. But, you know, people will see you and they'll see that this is change and you're bringing change to an industry that is stale pale males. Oh, oh so I exciting, Zoe. So <laughs> I love it so much. And do you know what, um, what you say about being nice and kind and being yourself? is really interesting and I think is why you're doing so well on social media because you're connecting with people who want to connect with someone like you Mm -hmm. and we talk quite a lot about niching and finding our ideal client and you're not gonna not everyone is not everyone is your ideal client not every person out there is gonna go oh Rachel she is the accountant for me (laughs) Uh, there will be the the accountant the people you're speaking to who connect with you like before we came on Joe was like ah I just looked at your Instagram and um you know 
those are the people who are the perfect people for you to be working with. And so we, if we are our authentic selves, and um, I've been on Clubhouse way too much, and I just, I can just hear all the time, <laughs> authentic and genuine. Um, but you know, it's true, isn't it? You know, if we are really ourselves, then we're going to make real true connections because we're not going out there pretending to be this kind of suited booted stereotype of what we're supposed to be in this industry so I think, I think as well that's one of the really it's very contagious it's a very contagious thing to do like if, if you're really comfortable in being yourself so we've, we've now obviously 12 months ago it was just James running the business on his own and we're now just hiring our fifth and sixth employees and we quite often speak to them about how they're finding it and and how it is working with us and we've actually recruited uh two three of our staff from Instagram and from the platform because they're people that are already like bought into what we're trying to do and what we're trying to bring and I think there's something really contagious about being really comfortable being yourself I think it encourages other people to embrace themselves too and it, it creates a safe space for people to to do the same and I think that that's really nice to be able to give that to somebody else too. And it's so important, Rachel, that you say that about it's not just about the clients you attract. It's about the staff yeah. that you attract to. It's so important. Now, I hadn't realized this. So we've just um, we've just done a recruitment drive and um, we've we're so pleased with who we've got coming on board in June. And she's come from our six figure bookkeepers club. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't seen her in there because, you know, but she'd been following. And when so when she came to do the interview, she already knew me. She knew what I stood for. She knew what I was about. She knew that it was a family business because I'm honest and tell everyone about everything. There was and actually and I, it made me realize as well going through this recruitment process more than ever before. So in the past, I would put out an advert and you would it would be a surprise on the day who you were to them. You'd know about them, but they didn't know about you. But actually, it's so important that they know whether they're going to want to work with you. Why have they got to sell them to someone? It's about you selling yourselves to them as much as the as other much, way around. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And I love what you're saying about being that for the young people out there telling them what an accountant is. And I'm very much the same about being a bookkeeper or a virtual finance director, because um, I think still like young boys will definitely look and think I want to become an accountant. Girls as well will think I want to become an accountant. But for us, no one says I want to be a bookkeeper when I grow up. No one says that, but they don't realize exactly like what you do, Rachel. We get to do cool stuff like this. We Absolutely. get to speak to accountants and have influence and do cash flow and like just everything. Well, I mean, the accountancy world and the bookkeeping world is very intertwined at the moment, but we're very passionate about that. Like, we want people to start going, that's what I want to do when I'm older because like, they're really cool. I don't think I'm ever cool. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, yeah, I love that you have, you're doing that and you're embracing that on Instagram, which, um, oh, as Zoe knows, is not my platform um, because, and, but I, I, I'm trying and I, I like, I like to consume it. I'm just, and that's, I think that's always the first part of become, of finding a platform. So for Facebook, for me, I always consume Facebook. So then it was very easy for me to know what to put out there. Whereas Instagram, I'm learning how to consume it. It's my start, I'm starting. So then you start to know, but for you, obviously that was where you were hanging out and that's why you want to be there. And yeah. so how did, how did that conversation start with you and your other half? You're like, okay, at the moment you've got stale pal mouths and <laughs> I want to, and like, I want to start looking at a different brand and how this is going to work. 
did you come up with that on your own or did you come up with this together? And he said, right, you deal with that bit. Um, and does he? <laughs> and what does he do for marketing? Yeah, of course. Um, and, and that's actually a really interesting thing in itself. And that's a whole other podcast is how to work with someone that you love, I think, because it is difficult, but it's also the most incredible thing I have ever done. And you guys both know when you find something that you're crazy, crazy passionate about, it's all you want to do. And for us, we don't have to give up time with the other one because we're always together. So <laughs> it's um, we have the best time. And, and to build something for someone you love with someone you love is incredible because that's why we're all here. You know, we all have we all look on Zoopla at 10 p.m. at night at the houses that we want. And actually, when you're doing that with the person that you're growing the business with is amazing. Um, but actually finding a role and finding a place that you're comfortable and settled and you think, actually, I do this bit and you do this bit rather than us both trying to do everything. That took quite a long time to to work out. But that's that's really interesting because, I mean, Joe and I don't know each other. I feel like Joe and I are in a relationship <laughs> and uh, uh, and we, you know, live on different sides of the country. We've met twice really properly before we started running this business. And you do, if, I mean, it is, I think it is a conversation for another time, but you do, when you work with a business partner, have to work out what your strengths are and where this, you know, what, who who is best at looking after which particular and there are definitely times last night I was on the message to Joe going ah I can't cope with this this is out of my comfort zone I need you to help me with this and Joe will help with those things and then there'll be other things and Joe will be like I'll go like sure thing go and sort it out so um that's it's <laughs> a very intimate process like regardless yeah. of your relationship and I'm sure you as bookkeepers and I do as an accountant have that conversation with other people who are going into partnerships or starting businesses with it it it's so intimate like it's like looking in someone's underwear drawer like you have to be very comfortable with each other in order to do it and to have uncomfortable conversations at the very beginning to make sure that it's a really nice process but um yeah accountant she basically came about through analyzing the market and really looking at there's no one doing what I want to do there's no one uh in this space and there's there's nothing to stop anyone else doing exactly the same you know I'm not I'm not selling myself to be to be big or different I'm just trying to be who I wanted and be who I think clients need, especially during a pandemic, which actually sometimes is just a friend um, and someone to talk to about money, whether it's uh, negative or positive. So during the pandemic, I've had clients just WhatsApp and say, I hit £10,000 in revenue this month for the first time. And my friends have just been made redundant, so I can't tell anyone. And I get to send voice notes and party popper emojis back. And it, it provides people with a really safe space to talk about finance because as British people and as as specifically as young British women like we do find that quite uncomfortable so it came from really looking at the market and seeing that there wasn't anyone out there doing what I wanted to do and uh, accountant she very much is very even just the name is punny and funny and I do a serious job but I don't take myself too seriously and I get a lot of people that like say oh accountant underscore she and I say accountant she and they're like oh oh, I get it now. It's funny. So um, yeah, that's how Accountancy was born. Just I wanted something that represented what I stand for. And that is pink and doesn't take myself too seriously. But it's punny and funny and lighthearted. But actually what I do is serious. And that is serious. But I don't take myself too seriously. And I think that's what a lot of people need. And that's what stale pale males aren't, aren't very good at. <laughs> I agree. I think that is definitely what people need. And I really like what you said about people needing a friend right now. I think they absolutely do. Um, and so you you work with a lot of, I, you've meant you work with boy bands and a lot of influencers. <laughs> so being on Instagram makes a lot of sense because a lot of your, and is that 
really the reason I know you've just launched a YouTube channel as well which is very exciting um <laughs> and I thought you had a post and you're like come and be in my 21st subscriber yeah. um, we've got like we've got a very small YouTube channel as well but you know what that you have to start with anyone who's thinking I need to do something on social media and I think this might be something that holds a lot of people back you think oh but there are so many people already doing this really well I yeah. I'm just another person who cares about what I do but if you go in and do your thing your thing really well uh, in your area and people like what you're doing your small your small channel or your small platform or whatever is going to grow so the best time to start was like a year ago but the next <laughs> time to start is right now so 100 percent. i think the the instagram piece comes from being where your customers are and my customers are definitely on instagram so i'm looking at um maybe a, a mum who's had children who are now back at school for the first time and actually thought during lockdown i can give something that people need um I have one client who is a vegan Afro-Caribbean hair care company and she just started, she, she had really bad psoriasis, so made something for her own hair and then everyone started asking her for it. So then she set up an Instagram page and now she's at 20,000 followers and, and is having the, the best time. And for me, my customers are on Instagram and that's a really big, really big part of it. And then I think the YouTube channel is sort of being able to meet a, a wider market. And I know a lot of the questions um, that we were really keen to cover off today was around like how do you decide what to put on social media how do you make that decision and I think the first thing to say is it's really easy to listen to podcasts like this or look at people's Instagram and be like oh I just want to do that like you look like you've got it all together and I think it so infrequently do people say I have no idea what I'm doing I, I'm just trying to be myself and bring positivity and talk about because I've done it I've gone on Canva and made a bit of content that I'm like oh so good like it's bringing tax tips it looks pretty I've spent an hour doing it and I want to post it now rather than when I want to schedule it for and I post it and it's complete tumbleweed and we've all done that and I, I I've been I've been at that point where I'm scheduling all of my content and I'm planning it really well and actually it doesn't do as well as when I'm just being myself and I'm posting what I want to and I'm posting the real stuff and I'm posting what's happening in our business because that's what People do business with people. They don't do business with like very finely curated social media. And there's definitely things you can do to help. So content pillars, I'm sure you guys must talk about that a lot in, in, in your course. And I'm, I'm sure people know about it, but like being very defined on, you can do lots of different things on social media, but actually having like most people pick three content pillars. So for example, that I've just gone through that process launching the YouTube channel. I had to look at what am I here to do? who am I here to speak to and what do I want to provide? So, so for me, I split the YouTube channel into three sections. The first is pitching to young people or people who are considering a career in accountancy for the first time. So what does an accountant do? How do I get a job in an accountancy firm when I've got no experience, things like that. The second pillar is pitching to business owners, so answering the questions that I spend my life answering. So what's the difference between a limited company and a sole trader? Uh, things like that. And then the third is people just love to know about your life. And I think when you're doing something that people aspire to do too, they want to know like the behind the scenes stuff. So the third part is kind of a day in the life. Um, we're currently buying a rental property. So we've been vlogging. Oh, am I still here? Yeah. Um, you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> a rental property and we've just built our first office. So we've been like vlogging a lot of the behind the scenes stuff as well. So I think content pillars 
can make it, you can still put out all of the content that you're really excited about, but you just have to make sure it fits into one of those so that it's not confusing to someone who's consuming your content. Um, but I, th I think so infrequently do people say, I'm just winging it and I'm having a really good time. And I think my audience is having a really good time too. And it's about just being really honest. And, and if you're consistent and if you're yourself, people will always like that. And, and you'll never get caught out or you'll never say the wrong thing to the wrong person because if you're honest and consistent, it will always be the same. I love how simple it can be. So you've, you've decided who it is you want to be talking to and what those particular pots of content yeah. are going to look like because then you can always make sure that you can just test yourself. Okay, does this fit with what I'm trying to do? And if it doesn't, okay, maybe I don't spend any more time on that. But if it is, then it's good and I can get it out. And there's no more, you don't need to overthink it. It's just, is sending the right message out or not? Um, I put an Instagram reel on my Instagram account. My sister has got them, my very lovely creative sister has created some t-shirts that she's doing print on demand. She sent me some stuff in the post. I pranced around the garden wearing a t-shirt. It's the most engagement I've ever had on a reel. <laughs> Not that many people have watched it. But, and I put all sorts of other stuff on there, but that was the one that people were interested in watching. So, and I think it's because I'm just being silly. It's me just yeah. doing silly poses in a t-shirt, right? So that that's it. If you're yourself, um, those are the kind of things that are going to stand out and get people get to know you properly, don't they? And sometimes it surprises um, you. Sometimes you put a piece of content out that you don't think people will engage with at all. So I, I posted one recently, I was editing YouTube videos. And if, if, you've, if anyone's ever edited or looked at a video of themselves, you know that it's really cringeworthy. And it's actually a really, it's not a very nice task to do is to like watch yourself, specifically like pausing the video when you're pulling really ugly faces. And I posted about it and it went mental because it's something that a lot of people don't talk about because it's really, really embarrassing. And the last thing that you want to do is share pictures of yourself where you're paused, looking like you're about to sneeze. So I shared that and people went crazy for it because it's just the, the real side of launching a YouTube channel is I'm really not enjoying staring at my face. So here's some really ugly pictures of me. Please choose which one's the worst. Uh, people like that. <laughs> What, so it sounds like you're doing a lot on social media. How active are you? Like, how much of your time do you need to spend, let's say, on Instagram right right now? How how much of the day are you on? So I think if if someone's looking for a rule and they're asking like, how much time do I need to be spending? I think the answer is as much as you're comfortable with, and actually sometimes as much as you can handle. And I think so often it's so easy to be like, I need to be doing this. I need to be posting reels. I need to be posting on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays at this time, because that's where my engagement is. And actually nothing is more important than your mental health. Nothing is more important than you actually being able to meet the demand of the, the traffic that you're driving through social media. And, and, and if for you, that means just jumping on to social media once or twice a week or, or pre-scheduling it if, if you find it quite an intense space to be and again I think that's something that a lot of people don't speak about we're all we all want an answer we all want like if you do this this will happen and then your business will grow and that isn't the case and it is really difficult so the biggest rule and the biggest life lesson life lesson who am I uh, the, the biggest rule I can give you is do what makes you feel comfortable and if you're having a really really good day where you feel really energetic and enthusiastic try and make quite a bit of content on that day and save it for a rainy day when you're not feeling good. And that's not about not being yourself. That's about being an effective business owner. And Instagram, I think quite often Instagram can get quite a bad name. And I, I have always been quite apprehensive about 
being very self-aware um like I James and I are both teetotal and I really really find that that increases your self-awareness and can really encourage you to be very in touch with your emotions and how you feel and as part of that I was very apprehensive on how much time I'm spending on Instagram and actually Instagram is an incredible platform and I'm very much you people don't get poor from giving and you definitely don't get poor from asking so reaching out to people like you guys and saying your brand's really pink too and we're in the same space and I really like it and can I come on your podcast you guys didn't say no you found it really refreshing no, and no. you know I, absolutely it, and I, yeah there's an opportunity for us to collaborate and spread the good love to everyone who's watching and um you know you have so much to offer to everyone here because I know lots of people want to be doing more on Instagram and they can sign see this one of the one of the kind of concerns I have is this can take a lot of time and like I love what you said about if you've got lots of energy one day go and do a lot but obviously we have dead I mean bad deadlines I have (laughs) you know so like there's stuff like that that comes up and do you ever do you do anything to track the um the work that's coming into your business the success rate of what you're putting out on Instagram do you have targets for yourself of like what you what you need to see and can you then measure what content is working well for you and driving leads and what isn't that kind yeah, of thing yeah of course so I think actually getting down to numbers is really useful for people because it's so easy to compare yourself on followers and actually like no one knows behind the scenes like no one sees how many inquiries I get no one's seen how much revenue I've made from Instagram and James and I met at a top 75 practice and within the accounts team that we worked, we probably got two or three new clients a month in that big firm. And that was, a, a you know, top 75 is a big firm. James and I at the moment literally get five inquiries a day from running the business on Instagram. And um, I have to, one of the really important boundaries I had to put in place was I use Calendly, which is the best thing ever to be able to uh, get people to book in at a time that suits them without you having to do anything so they feel like oh I've been able to do it when it suits me and I've been like well you just booked your own meeting so thank you very much it's great Um, so I think actually I only limit I very much restrict my calendar to certain days of the week so that I know what I'm doing I can schedule like I do all of this stuff we still we still run a business I'm still an accountant I still I like I start doing tax trends at 10 p.m because it's you have to be very, very clear on boundaries. Um, yeah, so I, at the moment, Tuesdays are my meetings days and I can see anywhere from between 15 to 18 prospective clients every single Tuesday. And, you know, we, we have a conversion rate of 70% and like the industry average is 5% of like, when you speak to somebody, how likely is it that you will convert that into paid work? Our, our conversion rate is 70, so. So Rachel, Okay, so you're getting all of these leads from Instagram. You're doing all of these calls. How long are your, what's your process? How long are your calls with these uh, prospects? And how are you qualifying them? Or is it just because they've come through Instagram, you know that they're going to be kind of your ideal client? Or do you qualify them on the call? So I, the normal process is I will post a bit of content or someone's been following me for a while and something in their life has nudged them to come to me. But let's say I've just posted a reel and uh, someone it's sort of boosted into someone's page for the first time and they think, right, you're what I'm looking for. They come into my DMs and say, hey, I started a business during lockdown. Um, I've got no idea what I'm doing. Can you help me? That's my way of just having a really quick sort of like two messages, ping forward and back, just find out exactly what they're looking for. Because some people don't want an accountant they just want an answer to a really quick question and it took me a long time to actually put boundaries in place and decide which of those 
because when you are creating an online platform and, and and you're generating a bit of a following you're very scared to like actually say no to people and you don't want to be putting negativity out there especially when my page is incredibly positive place to be and I'm almost encouraging people to ask questions so I do normally feel like if I can answer this question in less than a minute and it most of the time it's just a voice note I'll always try and do that um, but I normally ping a few questions back and forward and then um, yeah I send them a link to my Calendly and they can book themselves into a meeting and write a little bit about them um, before the meeting and then on the meeting I just do 30 minutes it's completely free um, that's my chance to pull out all of the information that I need to quote and it's their, their chance to answer and ask any questions that they've got. I think a lot of people, and I'm sure you you and your audience will find the same, if someone's booked a call with you, it's generally because they have some very specific questions or a very specific outcome. So it's it's really important when you, when you notice, oh, it's 25 past and, and the Zoom call's gonna end at half past to just say, I know a lot of people come on this call with a lot of questions. Do you have anything I've not yet covered? Um, is, is a really good tactic to, to kind of let them know that it's finding up, but whilst also being like, I know you're here for a reason. Have I covered yeah. off everything that you need? Qualifying um, needs great. is very hard. I'm sure that you is... have, have the same. <laughs> well, absolutely. And so, and so then, okay, so you've so you've qualified them with a few questions. I get that. The calendar link sounds brilliant. Um, when do you send them the proposal? So whenever I speak to everybody, so Tuesdays is my meetings days, and I do back to back to back. So throughout the throughout the day, I'm making notes on what I'm quoting for, who that person is, what they're looking for. Um, we use a proposal software, which is amazing. So we have different, I basically set up templates for different types of jobs. So I have like product-based Etsy uh, influencer where they're templates specifically for that industry. Um, so we have a section on who we are and a little bit about us where they can watch a video of all of our clients um, giving us reviews and, and information. Um, we have a plan of action and I'm, I'm sure this applies to bookkeeping too. People quite often when when they have that conversation almost feel like they're standing on the edge of a cliff and they're like, but what happens now? Like I've done the scary bit, I've spoken to you. If if I say yes to this quote, what happens now? So we literally do a bullet pointed, like, you know, five or six bullet points long of this is the plan of action and this is what happens. Obviously internally, that's great because we've got a to-do list uh, and we literally tick them all off. But for the client, it's great because they feel very clear on what's happening. So we do that. We also have a review section. So I'll, I'll always pull reviews that are very specific to what that person does. Um, so within industries, we do a lot of like cake bakers and things like that. So I'll always pull reviews from clients that are very, very close to them. And I would always encourage them to contact them. And I, I say, please do contact them and ask, ask about us. Um, and then there's the quote. And within that proposal software, they can actually accept the quote straight away through, through the software. Or sometimes they ping an email with a couple of questions back. Um, so it's a very solid proposal software and it's something that we spent a long time uh, and we actually spoke to a lot of clients that we'd quoted for previously like do you ever search back on your emails and you think oh my god is that how I used to do it that's so embarrassing we went back to some of the first ever clients that we quoted for and said please can we talk to you about the process what you found worked really well what you liked about us and what we could have done better so we asked our clients when you were looking for an accountant what was important to you what should we be trying to get across and now you know us what are the best bits about us that we should be telling existing clients because it's really hard to do that about yourself without feeling like you're on a soapbox preaching to people so ask people ask people that you already work with what should I be telling people um that want to work with me what's the best bit about working with me uh and please leave a review if you feel great <laughs> I love the idea of asking people for like going back and asking well I love asking people for feedback and testimonials all the time but yeah if you can ask them something that's going to help you improve your process I can remember when I launched um 
uh, when I was doing something I can remember just getting one of my clients like saying that this is the very first time I've done this I would love to know if you can give me feedback at every single step so that I know people love to be asked people absolutely love to feel involved in it and they feel really special that you've asked them it's love it's like it's really good for everybody somebody's actually just asked on the comments do you show the proposal on the call or do you send a link afterwards so I always send a link afterwards And, and again I think sometimes people come on the call like just tell me how much it is and I'm there like, actually, if you're purely price motivated, it probably like we might not work very well together because my service offering is very, very, very high quality and commitment and enthusiasm. And actually, if your number one priority is price, like that's actually a red flag to me. And that's why I don't ever quote on the call. I always quote afterwards because it, it gives people time to calm down. <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. I mean, that's yeah, really interesting during beat camp week joe went through her her sales call process and you do it on the call so i think it depends on how you feel how you feel it's got to be individual to you and your practice and how you work i um, think as well I'd if you charge by an hourly rate like just being able to give your prices is probably a lot easier i think and i, I would probably do that and i think with a it also a lot of accountants a lot of bookkeepers price differently so some people say this is my hourly rate and that's endless. Um, so that, that's my hourly rate. Whereas we do all inclusive pricing. So I would look at, I, I price it based on an annual basis. So if someone comes and they want accounts, corporation tax and personal tax, I'd have a look at how long it's going to take me a year end, um, price it on that basis. But then that's completely all inclusive. So that covers WhatsApps, gifts, voice notes, questions, stupid questions, everything in between. And I'll never charge you for my time because stale pale males do that. And uh, it's really annoying because we're accountants and people already feel alienated and scared and nervous. You don't want to be extra nervous that I'm going to charge you. So um, I actually like we go away. Sometimes we'll ask them if we can hop into their accounting software to have a look at how long we really think it's going to take us uh, and then quote quote on that basis. So someone's asked Rachel if you don't mind answering are you able to share which proposal software you're using? Yeah of course so we use better proposals. Um, it's, it's pretty cool price point. I think I think it's between 10 or 20 pounds a month. But even on conversion rates alone, um, we, we definitely make our money back <laughs> just, just from being able to, to do it in such a, a seamless way. And you get really good analytics. So you can see when someone's opened the proposal, it shows you page by page how long they spent on each section, um, which, again, at the beginning really helped us refine what content we were putting in there like if people just kept skipping a page we knew we needed to work on that page but yeah you can literally in real time it's a a little bit terrifying in real time you can watch someone view their proposal so if they spend two hours on the pricing page you're like oh uh yeah yeah (laughs) oh cool that's really interesting um okay I'd love to go back to the Instagram bit if that's okay um something so we were talking about how to pre-qualify leads because you the last thing you want is to spend half an hour on the phone with someone who has sent you a few messages on Instagram um you know you get to a point you're like oh can we just and I suppose that's the point actually you know when you get into this DM bit bit, at which point do you say hey here's my Calendly link do you want to book a call when does it feel like the right time to do that so for a lot of people it's actually very quick so so normally People don't like message just like, hey, (laughs) people message with like a, hey, I started a business in lockdown. They normally write a little bit of a bio about themselves. So for a lot of people, if that's what happens and it looks like, yeah, they're a business owner, it's a limited company. Like it's going to be even if we get through the conversation and and they don't want me to quote, there's probably a 70 percent chance that they do. So actually, it's worth me saying, yeah, let's book in. So for a lot of people, it is just one message. And then we go straight into Calendly. For other people, sometimes people come in and say, And actually, I'd say sometimes we get, and I feel like you you guys must get this as well. I I get people that are very anxious 
uh, and like money, finances, accounting, bookkeeping is something that people lose sleep over very frequently, whether it's tax returns, bookkeeping being out of hand, accounting software being really stressful. And actually, I think there's so often a misconception that an accountant or someone that's a professional within finance is just going to be like, wow, you are so wrong. Um, it's really important to listen to that person. And if they send you a message that, that kind of implies they're quite anxious about it, I'll always go back normally with a voice note. Cause I think people are like, Oh, mm-hmm. I'm speaking to a real person. It's not your VA. It's not someone that runs Instagram for you. Like this is the person in the video. Um, send a voice note and just say like, Oh, thank you so much for messaging me. Um, really calm their anxieties and say like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. I'd love to chat to you. I'm just going to ping a link over. Uh, and, and they think, oh, this is amazing. It's really personal. And I think, haha, I can talk faster than I can type. Like I've just sent a voice note to you. So it's it's really good. Yeah. And it's isn't it amazing that um, that has been the experience of so many females that have started out in business um, and not just females. I know there's men, but in my experience, um, because I work with salon owners and hairdressers, they they come to it exactly like that. They're like, hi, I've seen you around and so-and-so says you're really good, but I'm really rubbish. I don't know anything about And straight away, they give me all of the things that they're really bad about. And, and that's it, Rachel. It's about recognizing that anxiety, that fear, and realizing that you can actually help them sleep tonight. Like literally, yeah. we have that power just by saying, it's fine, don't worry. And I love what James Ashford actually says, doesn't he? He says, we are not selling bookkeeping and accountancy services. We're selling certainty. That's what people want. They want to know that this stuff is sorted and it can come off of their to-do list. They can sleep at night without like waking up in a hot sweat. And um, we can actually change people's lives. This is not boring stuff. This is like really inspirational stuff. and I love the fact that you have found a platform where you can talk to people and like like you say, that's really nerve wracking for them to actually yeah. make that first contact that contact for them. They're thinking even saying, hi, I'm so-and-so and I run this business. They think they sound stupid and that's yeah. not how you should speak to an accountant. They assume that it's wrong. So don't they? And I and I think it's I just I think we should be really proud of ourselves that we are managing to get out there and I don't actually and Rachel I do everything that you've said I just don't do it as well as you in the fact that my Instagram doesn't look anything as nice as yours does but I I just I I only post because people say to me so you get all your business through Facebook what do you post and I'm like I don't have a schedule I just post whatever I want whenever I want like I would as a normal non-business person but sometimes I get really passionate about something to do with business so I might mention it and people are like, really? And I'm like, yeah, honest. And I don't think people believe it, do they? But I obviously, but what was important about what you said was that when you're posting um, or when you're thinking about the platforms you're on, you're thinking about why am I here? What is the purpose? And I think that is the question that lots of people don't think about asking themselves first. So it's a case of when you when you want to post something, if it's in your, why am I posting? I want to tell people about this stuff. I want, I think I've just been really stupid and funny and I'm going to share it. And if people laugh at me, I don't care. But, yeah. I, you know, that's how I think. I'll think in the shower sometimes. I always think about my posts in the shower. <laughs> I like think, oh my God, I should post that because actually my real life is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm funny. So I will post it. But the other thing that I've been really inspired by you about is the fact that I work with my husband, my son, and my sister. Now, 
um, out, this is our business. And you, I know. And I was thinking that I never, like, I think people do know that, but I don't really see it as something I should share. And I was on a coaching call this morning. I've just invested in a coach and she was with, it was me, my sister and my husband. And she was like, I could just listen to you lot all day, the way you interact and the way you're building this business around the children. And, and, and it's I was like, it's normal. It's because everyone's yes. doing that. Like everyone pulls help from their family and everybody, it doesn't matter that you're a bookkeeper and, and they're coming to you for bookkeeping. Like that's how they run their business too. And it's so important to share that because that's what people resonate with and buy into. And it, yes. it's, it's buying into it because we work in a professional industry where people like trust is implicit. You have to trust people. And actually when you're talking about, I work with my, my partner and it like, this, this is how, this is, this is the real side of it. People buy into that because it's real and it's what they do too. Yeah, so true. And I, and I, so I'm going to take a leaf out of your book and I'm going to talk about that more because when you spoke about it, I was like engaged. I was like, Oh my God, that's just the cutest. And I was sitting there thinking, I do that. (laughs) But I hadn't, I don't ever talk about it really. It's because I, well, everyone knows that I work with Paul. We've worked together forever. Like it's just a, a thing, but actually we never talk about the, what that really is like. Yeah. And people want to know because everyone's oh, people are obsessed with like, yeah. what's it really like? What do you do in a day? What's a day in the life? Like, how does it work? And it, yeah. that's what I'm interested in. Like I, I've watched people's YouTube videos about like a day in the life of running a business or an accountancy practice. I'm obsessed with yeah. that stuff. I'm bloody nosy. I love it. <laughs> I know. And then you said about the fact, oh, we're building an office. I'm like, we're building an office. Yeah. We could do, we could vlog. And, and and it just, it's got me. Yeah. So thank you. Because I think that's what we miss is the fact that it's not anything extraordinary we need to share. We need to share the real stuff, the everyday stuff. That's the bit people want to know. That's the thing. And I, I think it's so easy to be like, well, people have real offices and we're just building a shed in our garden. And actually we call it the shed quarters and people bloody love it. And it's way better than building a big office because it's ours and we get our dog and our cat in there and the staff love it. And on every job application, we have to say, you have to be okay with our dog. And that's the real side of it. And people love that because it's who we are. And the best thing about being an accountant and being a bookkeeper and you're not a big corporate firm, is that your clients aren't either. At the end of the day, even if it's not an accounting and and finance question, we're small business owners too. So we understand how they work. We understand their difficulties. We understand that even our payment model is driven by their cash flow and how they work and their business. And we communicate on WhatsApp and at 10 p.m. voice notes back and forward because it's the only time their kids are in bed, not emails nine to five. And at the very minimum, we're all just small business owners trying to do something really lovely and and that's you always have that in common with people if if you if you show the real side of it and it's really nice oh I've absolutely loved speaking to you today Rachel and learning about your business and how you're using Instagram and I'm gonna go and be your next subscriber on YouTube um I wonder if you can I wonder if you can wrap up by telling everyone how they can connect with you hopefully everyone's seen Rachel's um Instagram handle if you're watching the video but if you can let people know how to connect with you and find out more about what you do that would be absolutely so I would love to see you over on my Instagram page which is accountant underscore she Uh, it's the same handle on YouTube as well and in all of those places you can find a link to book a meeting have a chat become a client just stalk our website we would love to see you um and again I'd really encourage anyone who has 
any questions. Um, we work really, really closely and have amazing relationships with many, many bookkeepers. So even if you're a bookkeeper and you just want to chat to somebody, um, please do reach out. We would absolutely love to love to hear from you. Oh, thank you so much, Rachel. Um, well, really excited to check out your Instagram and see what happens next. And um, yeah, we'll so um, catch up with you again soon. Thank you. And looking forward to your TED Talk. Hey, how can we find out about your TED Talk? When, when, yeah, of course. when will that be available? So I'm recording on the 10th of May. Um, terrified. Um, yeah, recording on the 10th of May. And uh, it's going to be available on the TEDx YouTube channel probably the week after. So um, I'll be sharing it everywhere. So if you follow me on social media, you won't be able to miss it. <laughs> we will. That's such an amazing achievement. Well done. We will definitely share oh, it in the so group. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cool. Well, have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.